You're listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast, the new brand of AM radio. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Happy Sunday. We are the Ants crew. This is episode 72 of the AntsMarching.org podcast. I am Matt. I'm joined by Jake and Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm a little tired. Got back just to do the weekends of shows, um, so I could definitely use a nap, but uh wanted to talk to you guys. I, I missed you guys. I haven't, haven't been able to talk to you guys in a couple of days. Aw. That is sweet. I know. Well, Might, Whether or not it's true. How are you, Jake? Uh, I am also tired, but not because I went to any shows this weekend, just because I'm old. And uh, it's also been very humid here in sunny Florida in May, which is unusual for us to get the humidity rolling in this early. So it's been a little uncomfortable this weekend. Oh, I'm glad to hear that y'all had a good weekend, though. It's, sorry about the sweat, Jake. Um, yes, thank you. you and any... yourself? Oh, I'm great, thank you. Uh, I went on an awesome hike yesterday, Billy Joel on Friday, all oh. around really, 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 really good weekend. Did yeah. um did he play Highway to Hell by chance? He did. He had one of his crew guys come out yeah. to do Chain lead salt. vocals. Yeah, cha- yes. yep, yep, that was fun. Yeah, that is. I think that is one of the better covers of Highway to Hell out there. Yeah, it, it was actually really good. And then they played, actually, my least favorite Billy Joel single, at least, um, "River of Dreams." I just don't care for it. Um, <laughs> and in the middle of it, they just stopped and they played "Purple Haze," which was really like almost a full version. And then they went back into "River of Dreams." Just it wasn't even like a transition. They just stopped and started and stopped and went back into "River of Dreams." So that oh. was cool. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, I was uh, very happy with that concert and uh, another. I've seen Billy, but that was still like a bucket list thing. You got to do it. Billy Joel's in your town. You've got to go. Yes, I have not seen him, but uh, a good friend of mine saw him on New Year's Eve this year in Miami and uh, said it was just absolutely fantastic. Well, what are we drinking tonight, Joe? Um, so I am going with a repeat from the last podcast, but I got a good reason for it. I got a good reason for it is um, I was in the lots and Blossom and talking with somebody that was listening to the podcast and we we're talking about Great Lakes Brew and they were wondering if I drank it as foreshadow to going to the uh, Blossom show and I said no, but then uh, they gave me this great Great Lakes uh, bottle opener as a, as a little gift. So I was like, sweet. So I have the, the bottle opener here and I have the um, bottle and I'm going to – bottle opener is a little rusty first time using. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not okay. There it goes. Oh, that was a no. double. Yeah, it didn't come off at first. Um, but uh, actually, uh, Great Lakes turned table pills again this week. Jake, what do you got? Uh, I am drinking. I'm gonna pull the Joe M. Let's see if I can pop this. Ooh, <sighs> something out of a can. Yeah, it is indeed. It is a um, big top um, Circus City IPA, uh, mm. which is oh my god, does that really say? 5.9%. Okay, thank God. I thought I said 8.9%. I was about to say, okay, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, Circus City, of course, is... Do you people know in Florida? Anyone, I do. Anyone? Anyone? It is correct. It is Sarasota, Florida. <laughs> because of the Ringling Brothers. Because that's where Ringling Brothers is based out of, for the most part. I mean, they're all over, but that's where uh, the Ringling Museum is, and that's where Ringling lives, so that's why it's Big Top. There you have it. Quick ah. story time without the music. Hi. <laughs> I am a, fun time. another repeat, and I'm going to try to make the noise, too, but I'm going to fail at this probably, but give it a shot here. Oh, yeah, got it. Not that was that picked bad. up? Okay. 
<laughs> I lost the cap. Uh, I'm having a, a Dogfish Head 60-minute IPA. Um, it's a 6% uh, 12-ounce bottle, continually hopped India Pale Ale. It is, it's. I think their most popular is 90, but it is a sweet and smooth uh wonderful down the middle uh ipa so yeah i, I actually like that 60 a lot and, and by the way this circus city ipa is outstanding wow this is the first it. one i've had yes Jake, very good can you can you remind us of what the uh, the drinking word is inconceivable all right cheers cheers guys when you hear all inconceivable, right, i like that Blink. pick them up and put them down all right, so we've got um, well, we've, we've had four shows since our last podcast last Sunday. Wow, um, four sets to discuss, four crowd reactions, four shows of maybe rarities to um, to go over, and four shows to talk about. What's quickly becoming one of the hot areas of the site is the setlist game. It's kind of experienced a renaissance, resurgence this uh, this tour, and it's been exciting on a night to night basis, which is really cool. Almost inconceivable how well it's gone over. Nearly drink. Cheers. <laughs> anyway, so um, the most, not the most recent, but the oldest show of the tour that we haven't talked about yet on the pod is Oklahoma City. Now, Joe, you were here, right? Where's here? Uh, at, Oklahoma, at the Oklahoma City show. <laughs> Only in spirit. No, I was not at the Oklahoma City. Um, I, I wasn't sure, but I figured I'd go with the odds and just assume you were. <laughs> but oh, so you missed that one. Okay. So missed that one. That was, uh, that's the Chesapeake. Uh, Energy Arena. It is the same place that the Oklahoma City Thunder play, correct? It is. Yes. Yes, I saw some photos uh, from uh, kind of in that spirit. And I think um, Sean even had a jersey uh, on his Instagram or something like that. I know Sean posted some photos from uh, behind the scenes where some of the team stuff. So, yeah, home home court there. So we were looking at the first show of the tour that nothing really profound in terms of rare or hiatus showed up, right? In Oklahoma City? Yeah. Your t- is that is that your is that your fake lead-in? Is that your is that your troll lead-in? What am I trolling? Um a song called Break Free. Oh, whoops. Yeah, I missed that on the set list. That was a troll lead-in. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I was looking for the one on the set list and I literally looked at it and just said, no, that's not it. Uh, freaking break free makes a return oh my gosh so excited about that well you know what and, and uh, funny the way it is ahead, yeah. yeah funny the way it is yep that's yeah, been away for, for a little long, bit not a long time yeah first time for best of what's around to make an appearance and strangely first time if you um if you don't count charlottesville um that uh ants makes an appearance if you count if you count charlottesville then then we already got well, ants i'm going to drop a little anecdote here and then pause until we get to the next show but Break free doesn't count for me because I don't like the song. How about I'm going to take a Jake view on that on statistics? Um, it doesn't sit well with me, so it doesn't count. And we'll are get. You, back, are you kidding? We'll get back to that later. By the way, you're damn right. We will because the best thing about this break free that came back was it was done in the original 2006 format with that outstanding outro mm. uh, as opposed to outstanding the outro. One. What? What the the Full House Family Matters saxophone outro? That's so boring. Oh, now you don't like Full House. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I do not like – I've talked about it at the podcast before. I don't like the organized horn section, and that ending is was the beginning of the organized horn section. Oh, gosh. I love that horn section of this song. Like I I was really just uh, loving this song. It is a bad 90s TGIF sitcom theme. It's horrible. 
Oh. I, I, I'm a fan of it. I, I like that. I like that song. I like that song a lot anyway. I think there's a lot going on in that. I, I let let me it. use this as an antidote. So Break Free Makes a Return in Cincinnati show was at uh, was at the show with two um, casual DMV fans. Uh, one goes, you know, once a year or so. The other one hasn't actually been to a show in since 95. And um, wow. of all the songs that they heard um, over the show, they picked their favorite one to be Break Free. Wow. Out of the Cincinnati. Now, that's the Cincy set. It's a little bit different here than Oklahoma, but um, they really, really liked that one. And I think that says something. And I, I freaking loved it, too. So I take I'm excited the fact for that it to they be live back. in Ohio into consideration when I judge their opinion, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> you didn't tell me this. <laughs> but, you know, it was a nice show. It was a nice little – that was a Tuesday night show. Um, you know, a nice little – flow to it for the most part uh you know depending on what you think the show flow uh came in right now and obviously while we're saying this uh show flows can change up and down at any time um same with the uh average review but the show flow was 41 percent um which isn't bad the average reviews 4.06 the way i see it is basically you got you got to get over four if you're not over four Something's probably wrong with yep. the show. Uh, I kind of liked it, but then again, you know, I like Break Free, so I- I'm okay with that. <laughs> I just, I, I just did not care for that. A lot of those group of songs, most of them actually from that from that period. You're from saying from that period of time, right? Yeah. So I mean, it's been a long <sighs> I think time. Shotgun being the exception. Yeah, I, I think something like over 300 shows since uh, Break Free was played. Did we say? Um, quite quite a long time, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, funny the way it is, I probably could have done without. But um, you know, I like to see Granny kind of go into Bismarck as opposed to Big Eyed Fish, kind of mixing that up. Thought that was cool, and um, um, yeah, Ants Ants Closer, which we hadn't. It's not like it's becoming a normal rotation, but it's good to see that it hasn't uh, completely gone away. So it was pretty good. I think Break Feet. I think uh, Oklahoma City. If I'm not mistaken. Is the vet is the least attended venue of the entire tour? Do I have this right? It's, it was either I think it was it was um, I think it was, I think it was uh, Oklahoma City over Little Rock. Where in Oklahoma City, the entire upper think of a small you know think of the the basketball arena, but the entire upper arena, the upper part, upper seats were um, curtained off. There, there's nobody sitting there, um, and so essentially it was like a pretty intimate show of just the you know the lower bowl and the floor, um, and so um, you know it was a pretty pretty nice little intimate setting. Yeah, but you know then again they don't play Oklahoma a lot. You know I don't know when the last time they even played Oklahoma City was, and, and it was a Tuesday night. So I mean. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not I guess I wasn't excuses, saying. I wasn't I'm, saying. I'm not talking that it's a problem. I'm saying it's kind of a, a unique small place, and at those unique small places, they're more likely to kind of break out something like a break free. At least it's. it's I, I seem to see a trend like that. Right. Yeah, not bad. I mean, like you said, the Little Rock show um, was kind of similar, I guess, in attendance. Um, they had some portions of of, of the top also um, also cordoned off. So you know, I think you're going to see that for the middle of the after, uh, middle of the week shows, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely harder to sell to sell tickets to those, and they usually don't. They're not the the major venues or the major cities anyway, and so I think they kind of get that. So, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm not. That's not what I was. The idea, what I was focusing on, it was more about you know, kind of more of an intimate intimate setting um, to see a show as opposed to something like an Alpine 
um, you know, kind of quantity. Well, speaking of that Little Rock show, uh, we did our return of that show uh, was idea of you. And I, I consider that as a return with a very large and bold asterisk. I don't know about you guys, but it was less. It was like 92 shows since it was last played. It basically took 2015 off. Is that a big return? I, I don't consider that. There are plenty of songs that take a year off. They don't play their entire catalog every year. And they skip a year. That doesn't strike me as anything uh, special, really. But I think we're all kind of in the groove of, oh, this is the tour where all these old songs are coming back. So that one counts. And I don't agree with that. What are your thoughts? I, I think I think it's a huge comeback, especially when you consider... Uh, when it was last played in 2014, the, the first two versions of it were standard good versions, uh, whereas the rest of them featured um, three guest stars, quote unquote. <laughs> um, so I think just because you're hearing it in its sort of original good way as opposed to its um, non-good way. I think that kind of so, carries a little more weight with this me. This is great, and and I destroyed Jake on Slack on on our internal chat system. Oh, well, I don't, um, I don't know if that, I don't know if destroyed. But is ultimately, the right term. ultimately, that means two step was not played for eight years because when Butch Taylor toured the band, it was uh, you know played with Butch Taylor, and then when he left, oh, now they're playing it without Butch Taylor. So it took like an eight year hiatus apparently. Based on that logic, and he's then not. I finally, at, he's I, still saying it was played in 2014. He's not saying it wasn't played in 2014. He's saying three of the performances or whatever don't. He, you know, he do, doesn't consider them ideal performances. But he's not like he's saying it hasn't been played in years. He was equivocating the return of the song without the lovely ladies to it hasn't been played in that long because he doesn't like it with the ladies, which is completely a, emotionally based statistics, which is laughable. A, you shouldn't even say their names. Uh, B, <laughs> there it is. Joe, there it is, Joe. Joe, do you remember when um, Butch Taylor uh, left the band, quote unquote? Do you remember what the announcement said? It didn't say touring yeah. member, frequent guest. It said Dave Matthews Band member Butch Taylor You're has off the left point. the band. You're off the point. He was in the – then that's like saying after Roy's injury and, and of course, ultimate passing, everything that happened after that was a debut that they'd never heard before. See, it's just it's it's yeah. he Butch, was in Butch the freaking band. Which is a rough example to compare. I mean, maybe if you had another, it's a wrong another example. Guest. Yeah, if you had another guest, maybe you could do it. But uh, again, I go back to Jake's still saying it was played in 2014. He's not like he's he, saying he, because it was he played wasn't, with the ladies, so he it hasn't wasn't, been played. He wasn't saying that before. I'll tell you that right now. He's changed his story. How I convenient. was no, I wasn't. No, I didn't. I didn't change it at all. I've, I I've said I've said exactly. He considered what it, it was. a return, a significant return. And and I my point was we're not judging it based on personnel on a song we're judging it when was the song last played in that vacuum which is it, the it, vacuum we're in there is the vacuum of when it was last played you know how many days how many shows since the last time it was played but then there's you know there's some other context to it like the fact that yeah I, you know idea of you was played in 2014 but it wasn't played a lot it wasn't like oh we were getting idea of you oh now show. now it's just a low played song so now that's also considered give me a break you got to draw a, the line a somewhere play, a low played song that that has not been played in a year and a half you don't call that a return no not of any significance all right and, and a year and a half it was actually last played in august of 14 which was the end of the tour so it was actually one with, full tour with took three off. guest stars that made it sound nothing like it sounds now same song oh god no it's not no it's not hell no it ain't you listen <laughs> to those versions 
Whether or not you yeah. like it doesn't mean it's a different song. You so your song can't change to the point where it can have different versions of the same song. It's always the same song. Well, it's the same song. It's a different performance. I mean, you know, Heidi Klum and a, and a crack whore are both girls. Well, Periscope doesn't mean they're the per- exactly the same. The, okay. I, you know what would be cool? Periscope polls, by the way, because I know the, like on TV how they do the live results. That would really be cool. Um, but Periscope you're getting swamped because right I'm now. right. They know I'm right. You're getting yeah, swamped. I know. Just do you, do you need a, do you need a Periscope poll to know that you're wrong, Matt? <laughs> I don't need one to know I'm right. I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're the one asking for it. Eh, no, I'm not asking for it. I'm just I'm calling out the facts that I'm seeing here on Periscope that I have overwhelming, inconceivable support. So if it's not, if it's oh, not, a, cheers. So if if, yeah. if it's not a um, cheers, yes, sorry, slow to drink. If it's not a, <laughs> a significant return, what would you call it then? You know, it hasn't been played in a year and a half. Didn't get really good. It wasn't in big rotation. And you're at a show and it comes. What do you um, call it? Just any other an- song? Or? Another crappy song from 2006. Oh, my <laughs> God. Don't take – there's, there's the, the there's bias the there. No, yeah. no, that's, it's the not, no, it's now not. It's not. No, it's, abs- no absolutely not. I don't care who plays on it. Um, it has nothing to do with me liking it. Quite honestly, I look at the dates. I saw that it was like 92 shows between the last time it was played and now. And then as far as I'm concerned, that might be the line altogether all by itself. But now let's look. Oh, it was played in August, the late August in 2014, which is typically in the last two weeks of the tour. So it was played at the very end of the 2014 tour season, and then they didn't play it at all in 2015, and then they played it in the first week and a half or two weeks of this tour. So it essentially took one full tour cycle off. That's not significant, going back to my original point. That's that's the, my, the 100% the only but thing. It, what is, but what is it? It's nothing? Yeah, you could call it of no. I wouldn't put it in the same class as these songs that we haven't seen in 300 shows. Not at all in terms of significance of return. So Little Rock, you got a song of note. <laughs> <laughs> Little, Little, Rock, Little Rock actually also got a dive in. Um, and, and I wonder if that had anything to do with the fact that the first dive in ended up in a really cool jam at the end, which clearly was, was just a mistake and the band just covered for it. Um, but sometimes that's kind of the best things that work out like that. So I wonder if that had something to do with it. We've seen that them kind of do that in the past. Um, even with I Did It that we talked about a while ago, like the first three times they played it in 2010, it was just like butchered. And then they finally got it right. They're like, okay, we're done. We got it. We're good. I think what was sweet also is uh, the Seek Up Mate opener. I think that was pretty cool to to see for Little Rock. Um, I mean, overall, it's a great I, opener. I, overall, I know, um, you know, I was messaging, you know, with you guys that when this set was just happening, I, this I was just like, there is no, not a lot of fat in here. Now, obviously, I think. Matt thinks idea of you is, is some fat, but I mean, seek up and, um, you know, so much to say, anyone see the bridge too much fake in the billies death on the high seas, love 41, awesome crush warehouse minarets. I, I mean, there's some awesome runs in here, um, to also get dive in. Um, I think it was just a really, really good set. And I, I was really worried about the Cincinnati show. Cause I was thinking the next show oh, yeah. there could be some, could be some lag from, uh, from such a good show in little rock. And, and, you know, the, the show flow, interestingly enough, is a little low on, on Little Rock, even though I, I agree with you, Joe, that the, those it's, seems pretty good to me. But that's only sitting at 33 uh, percent. However, the well, average review is up a little bit at 4.18. Yeah, well, what, what happens is the last four songs of the main set, predictably, dragged it all down. Jimmy, Sexy MF, You and Me and Gray Street to end the set. That just dragged the entire average down. The rest of the show is actually, other than Death's on the High Seas, which kind of gets a neutral vote, um, everything's quite high. And then those four just killed the average 
and that and that seemed to be the 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 sentiment you know um uh, was it was just a rock and rock and show and then it kind of little bit in the wheels fall off um off at the end i'm glad to see my overall opinion on jimmy starting to really really kind of seep into the community as i don't know if it's the same opinion though i think it's getting it's getting the belly belly nice opinion yeah yeah no for sure too too much play you know let's take a let's take a break i I think you're right because given the new sexy motherfucker or sexy oh wow my gosh (laughs) she's have another joke (laughs) that's inconceivable oh my gosh so um but I mean, now with that new outro, I don't think we're going to see any less Jimmy thing. That was what I was about to finish. So. I just don't know why you don't go mid set with that. I think it would get a lot less hate or uh, mid set. At least you know you've got some songs left. If you, I don't get the close with it. I don't know why it's not played earlier. That's what I just I, said, I mean, right? No, I'm no, I mean you said mid set. I'm talking top three or four songs out of the out of the gate. Do they ever come why, out? Why, other why than you open up? it with it. Other than Seek Up, do they ever really have it? Well, sometimes 41, I guess, they'll play like a long song early. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, I mean, I without looking at it, I know in, in 97 in Hartford, Jimmy Thing was like third song out of the box mm. or fourth song out of the box that I saw. And it's kind of good, especially if you're not crazy about it, just to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like I would like it early. Well, there's so, so many so, there's so many songs that if they would play early just can change the the energy of the remaining show and that you know that could be one of them to do early. And so your your fear Joe about Cincinnati being a um a weak show I think pretty ended up being pretty unfounded thankfully. Um some weird stuff about it uh and and, and no uh no real return the first show that you could make it that you could not make an argument that there was a return at all, of any of any note <laughs> um but it's still really solid set and you did get your seek up even though it was played the show before i was i was a little bit of an idiot when that you know if anybody would have caught me on video um because you know i was pretty much like i saw seek up open the night before i was like all right well all right expectation set not gonna get to see seek up um in the in the in riverbend and uh, when they started playing it, uh, the sixth song in or so, um, I just started jumping around like crazy. My buddy's a big fan of Seek Up also, too. And so um, it was really exciting. It was per- perfect. A mid-set, mid-early set um, Seek Up, like I said, can really help change the uh, the flow and the energy of the rest of the show. Yeah. You got a you got a um, the tour debut of Lion or Graves, too, which I have been picking on the setlist game pretty repeatedly, <laughs> just expecting it to show up because it is just a natural like, oh, they're going to play a longer song. Uh, and they haven't done it yet. So, of course, I give up on it, just like I did with the bridge and so much to say, and they break it out the next night. Yeah, and it was part of a a, a, a really nasty good set of song series, and it, and it depends on everyone's opinion, but, um, you know, it went 41, what would you say, break free, which I'm a fan of, huge. I know you're not a, a huge, and then, <laughs> huge, it's huge, and then... Um, Lie in our graves, where they did a lie in our graves, no, um, no reprise, but they kind of uh, directly went into the last stop. So, a pretty, pretty awesome um, series how, of songs. How do right you there. follow up the last stop with Crash Into Me? That's like that's like ACDC opening for Jewel. What do you? I mean, you gotta follow it with something. I, I know it's just funny. It just seems funny. I'm surprised oh, they they oh, kept oh, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that's kind of a swing in energy. <laughs> yeah, and but, that, that but was the crowd uh, went nuts. <laughs> yeah, the crowd went nuts, and I uh, would say, um, 
you know, the feedback again from the, 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 those that I attended with, um, was like, that song is crazy, a fire. And they're just like, man, that's a, that's a, that's a nasty, nasty song right there. That was their feedback on last stop. So yeah, it, going into crash into me was quite the, and quite the uh, 180. Okay. That was the third time all tour. And maybe they're going to do it every other or every third show. Listening to it at, um, at Charlottesville, of course, I think it's not played more out of vocal reasons than anything else at this point in the band's mm-hmm. career and Dave's career. But well, I, I, mean, I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot to it. So, yeah, I, I could kind of agree with you with that. I, of the screaming songs, I would, you know, I would much rather that over like um, the beloved Time Bomb or American Baby intro. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's for sure. So if he's going to yell on something, might as well be. Might as well be last stop. Although Halloween, I could, I could, I would take Halloween over last stop eleven out of ten times. That's just me. You mean oh, so- you mean Riverbed Music Center? You were hoping they play that because <laughs> that because they own Halloween. They, they really do. They didn't play it. They didn't play. Uh, you jinx, you jinxed them. We said that on the last podcast. You were going to jinx them. I I knew it, but actually they, they played it back to back years and then back to back years, so it wasn't their time. Yep, needs a, needs a little break. And so we we also saw the return of a one song encore, which has kind of popped up a couple times this tour, surprisingly. But we got Gray Street in the end. Well, we got You Might Die Trying, which was the previous one song closer. And yeah. that was the set closer this time around. And then Gray Street, which if, I wouldn't go home unhappy, but I, I wouldn't be talking about that. Those two facts as the highlight of the show if I would if I were there. No, it, 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 it's a killer show, um, but definitely does kind of end a little bit soft right after that last stop. Then, yeah, kind of kind of soft. Um, I believe they had some other stuff on the set list that they ended up having to uh, to cut. It was um, show did end right at, you know, the 11 o'clock time is a rainy, rainy day in um, in in Cincinnati. And actually, another thing, I don't know if much people talked about this. The venue ran parking there terrible and i feel i know for sure there had to been people that missed out on a good portion of the show because they closed both parking lots and would not let anybody in um and so people were you know were off to go and there was no communication that the lots were closed so you would go to the first entrance and it was closed so you did keep driving through traffic slow traffic to the next entrance closed and there's no communication they would just turn you around and you'd keep looping around um so they really royally messed that up um people were do you, do you know what happened um, they, it was a very rainy day and they decided that they didn't want to park some, uh, some cars in some of the typical lots. They park cars because it would get too muddy. Um, and so they just closed the main lots and, and not parked in anybody in all these, on these traditional spots and just didn't tell anybody. There wasn't wow. no signs. They just, <laughs> they just blocked it off. So people were driving by and there were just cops just standing there doing their job. And they were like, they were getting angry at the cops. The cops didn't make the decision. Um, they're like, oh, great help you are, and blah, 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 you know, because people are just circling outside the main road, outside the venue, because there's nowhere to turn in. And um, it was it was really, really bad. I felt bad. I mean, I had jumped out of the car just to, to go get tickets early and uh, got the phone call that the, the, the parking was a mess. And so I ran up to the road and started talking to cops and other people to, and got the story and was able to tell, you know, friends parking the car, like, here's the deal. Don't even try to keep circling or try to get in. It's it's all shut down. Grab whatever you can. Go pay somewhere um, and just get the car locked before before there's nothing else available. So, yeah, it was quite wow. a quite a mess. Um, but, um, yeah, they went right to 11. Um, and, you know, part of the reason, you know, it wasn't like uh, Gray Street uh, was, um, you know, they just kind of was on the set to, to be that way. What was on the set, though, that got people interested 
um, was Pig was one of the options for an encore. And that got people excited. Could Pig make a return? And that's something we talked about, uh, by the way, uh, on the Ant's Twitter account. If you're not following Ant's Twitter, um, shame on you. But uh, we we retweeted a picture of the set list. And what they'll do sometimes is you'll see more than one song listed in a spot with a little bracket around it. And basically what that means is some combination or one of these songs will be played. And that's what it was in this spot. And, and Pig, of course, was one of the ones listed. Yep. And that got people excited. Uh-oh, could Pig make a return? And um, that led into the uh, Blossom show, Matt. Yeah. So um, Blossom is, as anybody who's listened to this podcast knows, my favorite venue um, in the country. And and I, I texted Joe today. I said, you know, of course, and no surprise really for me, they always seem to get a really good show. So I was I was glad that Joe was there to at least experience that a great show. Um, if you're a if you're a uh, owner slash you know a participant in the DMB Hub app on your iPhone and you should be because hey it's free so grab it. Um, you would know that every t- every show this tour we kind of enter a summary into the Hub list to kind of give us uh, if you were writing a newspaper article about the show what would your one or two sentence headline be? And I want to apologize on behalf of ants. <laughs> because last night's summary was entered by an anonymous person as part of this podcast. I'm not going to identify who it was. And it wasn't me. And it wasn't me. But I believe... Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait. That narrows it down to... Oh. Oh. I believe that said, Pig Returns at Blossom. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Not six tour debuts. Uh, what other? What were the other... Not the... Six, Six song, song encore, encore. Um, not, not the, stolen yeah. away, which was a true return of a song. Pig was played like three weeks ago or whatever it was. Uh, but no, yeah, Pig returns. That was a summary. <laughs> and this is from our <clears throat> our journalistically linked colleague down in Florida. Okay, let's just let's so just go explain. through this. Let's 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 find the thing that's going to catch people's eye to click on this. Proudest monkey returns. Okay. The day you see a sign that, that says proudest monkey will be the first sign you ever see for the song. Okay. Um, stolen away from Willie Nelson. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so damn boring. Although the outro to so damn boring is new. So it's no longer so damn boring. It is now so damn lucky again. Uh, I'll give them credit for the new outro on so damn lucky. So that's semi interesting. Uh, drive in, drive out was played, but let's be honest, it's not pig. Pig is the song that people bring <laughs> little pigs for. They throw them on stage. Oh, Dave comments on IEMs that he's not going to play that damn song till he's ready. To, to the periscoper okay? that said pig wasn't played three weeks ago, I'd like to introduce yeah. you to my friend Sarcasm. Carry on. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, and the day that we lead with a headline that says "Every Day Returns." will be the day that I am buried six feet under at the very Which least. Which is probably not <laughs> as far off as you'd like it to be. Yeah. Well, <laughs> considering, you know, Podcast 72, and that's my age. So, yeah. I can see that. <laughs> so, in other words, the lead story, and, and yet, you know, it's wonderful that they played one, two, three songs in the encore, uh, and then they had a jam in there, and they played 15 seconds of another song. Yes, that was nice. But Jeez. the the lead is pig. Pig is what people want to hear. P- pig is what people so want to see. Pig returns or pig was played. 
well, we don't because it was and, played night three of the gorge last year. <laughs> That's well, not a return. It wasn't played for the first seven shows of the tour. Oh no, we don't write in in uh, passive voice number one. So we wouldn't write pig was played. Um, so <laughs> now you're that, now you're schooling me on journalism. Yeah, that's step one. Step two, don't bury the lead. When I worked back up at the big the big worldwide leader in Bristol, we had a guy named Paul Dunn. He's a very smart man. He used to walk around and he would say, "What is your best video?" That's how he talked. He had a really low voice. Everybody made fun of him. They always, but he was right because your best thing has to be the lead. That's what you have to put in there. The best thing that happened in Blossom was pick. I will stand by that lead and I will defend I think, it. I think Matt's point is there was a couple other things that happened and you don't have to only narrow it down to one thing. You can actually mention more than one thing. It's okay. Well, considering I sent that off at eight in the morning, it's surprising I even got that far, but that's beside <laughs> the point. But yeah, I mean, the show, I mean, the show is great. I mean, that's what we're kind of talking on six tour debuts. I mean, and, and probably the number one thing is that encore, which I don't know how you, Jake, you say three songs plus a jam and a, and a 15 second thing. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's without a doubt, four and a four, half, four songs. full songs. Yeah. Four, full four. Songs. I, Cause anyone sees the bridge is a minute 15 of a full song. It's two minutes. It's longer yeah. than that now. Yeah. It's two. Oh, okay. And, so, and it's sorry. actually, it's actually probably the best two minutes of so much to say. Anyone see the bridge and too much. It's probably yeah. the best part of yeah, so it is. Um, you can't you can't can't knock it down too much. But yeah, Bismarck, so much to say. Anyone seen the bridge? Too much. That's a fake. Into tripping billies. Into warehouse. Well, all just you, you know what, Joe? Of- Let's go to the setlist game. Does does bridge and too much tease count as songs if they're on the setlist? The answer is they do. Yes. There it is. They're very short songs. I actually missed Bismarck when I was going through everything. So sorry. There was one, two, <laughs> three, four songs played in the encore. The lead is pig. Yeah. But also another thing about Cincy, not to go back to it, but um, was that the first show that one of the, the three new songs wasn't played, right? I think Bob Law wasn't played. It was. Bob Law was not played. And then the following night in Blossom, um, Samurai Cop took the night off, yeah. which is which is interesting. And, and going back to, to Cincy real quick, not to um, spoil everything, but of the four shows that were played, that actually had the highest um, show flow and also the highest rating which came in at uh, 53% for the show flow and 4.36 for the review. That's a pretty solid to, rating. Usually, that, That's pretty good, like yeah. 4.5 is the magic. Like if you get above 4.5, it's an exceptional show, and that, that certainly is approaching that number. Absolutely. We did uh, something uh, a few years back. I just kind of listed all the shows above, I think it was 4.7, and there's not a whole heck of a lot. There's only like 10 or 11. There's probably more than that now. So really 4.36 is a damn good show, which was interesting because I was a little surprised that as of now, Blossom's sitting at 46% and the review's at uh, 4.14. I I would have just expected a little bit higher, but again, this has a lot of time to kind of go back up as people kind of recover from their weekend and they'll come in on Monday and Tuesday and put the reviews in. Yeah, it's, you know, we're only 24 hours in. However... If I just give you my own personal, and not to try to sway anybody else, please don't form your own opinion, obviously. Um, I like the Cincinnati show better. Um, I did, I just, too. It was just a really, really good show. I would actually will say, um, and not to spoil anybody's hope, uh, neither one of these will be released as a live tracks. Um, <laughs> there were there were some pretty pretty bad mistakes um, in each show. Um and actually attribute them to Carter. Um, and I'm a, the biggest what? Carter fan. What? I know. 
I'm the biggest Carter fan ever, 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 ever. Um, but he was just a little bit, he, he messed up a couple times that kind of threw, threw, threw the sound. And obviously Dave and him would have a laugh whenever it, it happens. But, um, so there was, the shows performance wise weren't air free. Um, but yeah, the Cincinnati show just kind of, kind of, um, squeaks it out. They're both really good. And, and each time I thought that they couldn't up it, you know, we had, um, you know, little rock and I was like, there's no way Cincinnati is going to be able to continue this. And they were able to, and then you said, okay, Blossom's going to be, going to be a hit show. And they started off with obviously crash proudest satellite and don't drink. And you're like, yep, it's going to just be a hit show, you know, a radio show, uh, and, and, and not going to be able to keep up with it. And it obviously turns it around. So, both, you know, helped exceed expectations. And I think, you know, if I look at the series of shows that we've had so far, I kind of feel like it mimics last year where we got really rough on the band on the set list picks early on in the season. There wasn't a lot of diversity. And then it kind of seemed like they hit some turning points. Um, I feel like we're seeing the same thing here. You know, it was maybe a little bit better than last year. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts, but I think right now, I mean, the set picking is 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 diverse yeah. and I love it. They're really mixing it up. I would have considered the DMB Hub summary to be more accurate if was Carter confirmed human. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, I meant to ask you something about the show at Blossom last night. Um, in on Minarets, did Carter do his rap at the beginning? What's it? What's it called again? <laughs> it's called Slow and Low. Slow and Low. Who's that by? By the way. Um, oh shoot! Uh, I know this. Uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, crap! That freaking old school rap team. Uh, don't remind me before, so it won't take forever to remember. Oh, it's it's actually written by Run DMC. However, yes. it was it was first performed live, or not live, but recorded uh, by the Beastie Boys. It actually did not make the original album um, that Run DMC had made it only made it like it only got released by run dmc a few years ago as like a greatest hits album and it's the rap i'm not going to rap for you but it's oh, actually when you're gonna do it i do not sing but i make a deaf song but I don't you can live it. your whole life and i hope you live long you on the gong show we won't get gonged and then what carter says is we're the dmb not cheech and chong yep that's and, the uh, actual rap. I freaking love that rap. It's so good. And it's with Dave doing like the, you know, the the beatbox a little bit. Um, the Minarets intro, that's kind of beatbox-ish. beatbox-ish. And um, Ooh, yeah, I just, times. yeah, exactly. I just, I just <laughs> recently, you know, tried to learn those lyrics. I'm not a lyric person, as you guys know from the podcast. Uh, but I just, because I just love that, that, that little part there. And I wanted to kind of sing along with it, with Carter doing it. Now um, you can he, rap with him. Uh, well, he mixed it up a little bit, and he does. He does those verses, and then he d- goes into something, you know, it, it doesn't just stop there. He does, like, a little bit more. That's kind of maybe not real lyrics. It's just maybe some more noises and some stuff. But um, it has some other parts. Yeah, yes. but um, perfectly done there. Um, I just Thank love you. that part. And so, yeah, he did that, and, um, and, I, and I rocked with him as he did it. Yeah, that was an old uh, intro from 1993 three late into 1994 has played a lot and then uh it popped up on the warehouse disc i think two years ago and that's when they started doing the rap intro again which is great one of the best things they've brought back of all the stuff they brought back i think that's one of the best things yep so that uh that summarizes the last four shows the shows have been played since the last episode of the podcast uh we got one question that we want to throw in here and I am anxious to see how you guys interpret the question. I really know how to take it. Um, but George Petal at George 
or George Petty. That's an I, not an L. George Petty at George Petty asks Ants, uh, hashtag Ants Podcast. So what's the ceiling for this tour? That's a really open-ended, vague question. I I mean, does he mean, what do you think is going to be kind of the the apex of where this tour goes? Or the, the, the I think it's point? song ceiling. That's the way I took it. What What won't they play? If they've done all this, I mean, if they're playing songs like Matt's favorite Break Free, you know, and, and Shotgun and an Idea of You, which hadn't been played in, in its form in years, you know, where what else can they not play? <laughs> OK, um, that's a really uh, let me ruminate a little bit. Why don't you, Joe, take it away? What do you think? I mean, you've been to every show and a couple of they haven't played. So, <laughs> I mean, if I take the ceiling, maybe it's on the number of songs they're going to play, you know, past few years, you know, it's been in just over the hundred range, you know, and it, it grew last year. I think it was like 107, 2004 and like 115 or something like that in 2015. So, you know, can we see that ceiling there of, 115 songs played in a, in a year broken. Here we go. Will What's we that? see one of, at least one of, Dodo Cigarette Lit or Spotlight? Yes. Ooh, that was, that was, that was a was, really quick answer. That was an easy one. Like we, we, the, the ceiling will go. I will say, though, you guys both said on the last podcast, could this be a tour that we would see a quote-unquote liberation every, um, every show? You both said yes, and that clearly quickly came to an end. It's over. So, well, that's what they get for listening to us and just trying to screw with us. They, it, well, I was the one that had it right. You guys had it wrong. That's well, because you're always time for Hey, a pessimistic broken clock is still right twice a day, Joe. <laughs> I'm it's more real, realistic. Uh, <laughs> accurate. All right, Joe's not a pessimist. He's a realist. Put that down on your headstone. For sure. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to wrap the second one here. Um, we got about all we could talk about and all the...
All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and welcome back to the Ants Podcast. Uh, it's time to get into the Setless Game coverage. We uh, we started doing we we've been talking about it, but we started doing a little bit of a somewhat of a theme, a template here for covering these Setless games. Um, Jake, formerly of ESPN, is of course a natural for um, doing the mothership. His, yeah, doing his best Olbermann impressions, and by that I mean getting Shit. fired at every job he's ever worked at. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes that- twice. Literally, he was the worst human being I ever worked with, ever. I I didn't know Re- him, and I would I would believe that. Regardless of how you feel politically, he is the worst human being on the face of the earth. Hey, how many people can get fired from the same company more than once? <laughs> it's pretty impressive. It, it really is. It really is. So let's go all the way back, way back to like less than a week ago. To uh, well, no, it was a week ago then. Oklahoma City, right? So Joe. Why don't you summarize this for us? Do uh, let's, let's get a little Joe Dan Patrick going on here. Oh yeah, right. There you yeah, go. I don't know about that, but man, this game took us to Oklahoma City for this tight matchup. Um, <laughs> but no, the story of this match was um, nobody got the opener. The opener was satellite. Nobody out of everybody, and we got a lot of people playing the games, the, the game this uh, this this time around, and all, currently. So thank you everyone that's that have been playing um set nobody got satellite though which is crazy especially when you hear about what some other people did get that'll make it even more surprising that people didn't get satellite but really the story here also that people didn't get satellite was we had a blowout there's a big blowout alert here blowout alert blowout alert um dmb 1983 one with 56 points. Oh, that's eight more points than second place. Wasn't think, even close. I think that's greater than the sum of my three best shows <laughs> up to this point. <laughs> that is pretty darn good. He got um, the 56 points by um, racking in six spots, more than anybody else got for the for the show. Also got the opener. Um, and Ants was the closer, and DMB 1983 had Ants in the encore, but thought that two-step was going to follow it. And if it didn't put two-step there, this could have been even a bigger blowout. So uh, nice job, DMB 1983. Big, big match. And we got a question from Twitter from uh, Will Sinclair that said, uh, Ants Marching, what is the highest score ever for a single show on the Setlist game? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. And this is a tough one because, listen, with any game and with any with some of these bragging rights, you get cheaters. And um, there have been people mm. that are known to cheat, get the set list or take advantage of um, when the set list picks don't lock um, because of a time change. Uh, um, they'll take advantage of that. So the best of our knowledge, which this this person could be a cheater too. Sorry if I'm calling you a cheater or not. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm just – I'm having the disclaimer there. Disclaimer, this guy might be a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> um, the top score for a North America concert, because those are probably the most likely that there wasn't necessarily you know, a, a slip up in the time zones, um, was um, J-A-P-A-H-O, 41. Chapo. Um, with he, had 80, he or she had 82 points, which is pretty crazy to think about, 82 points. Um, it's from Hartford Show in 2014, uh, July 12th. It's a night two, so is a little bit night twos do get a little bit higher uh, a n- number of points because you kind of have a better sense of what they're not going to play and what they could play. So I believe that's the highest. We'll see if anybody can beat that this year. But so far, DMB 1983, 56 points. Great job. Great win. Um, other kind of notables from here, number of openers correct. 14 people got it correct, the song that Jane likes as the opener. And for closers, Ants Marching, guess how many people got that right? 
161. Whoa. So uh, I was literally going to guess that number. Oh, my oh God. were you? Okay. Well, sorry, that's I beat crazy. you to it. Um, but four people actually got the opener and the closer correct, and that's uh, Boris Fowler, Wooey125827, <laughs> Live for DMV. I can't believe you nailed that. And seem, seem, um, Martin's 41. <laughs> and then he stumbles on that. Oh, I spoke too soon. Uh, inconceivable. Um, drink. <laughs> Uh, most picks was 15 by Don't Shoot My Dog, uh, yeah, who ended up... He's an Ants Plus guy, by the way. Yeah, uh, who ended up um, overall finishing just outside the top three in fourth place. But here is the question for you guys. Obviously, at the Oklahoma City show, we got the return of Break Free that Matt doesn't like, but I love. Did anybody call the return of Break Free, do you guys think? Well, I know one person did, because I actually saw that before uh, in the set list thread. Somebody predicted it. So I know one person got it. How many sure. alternate accounts do you have, Joe? Because that might <laughs> tilt my answer. <laughs> Seven people called Break Free to Return, which is pretty wow. impressive. Yeah. Um, and three of those pe- people, three of the seven, actually spotted it, actually put it oh, in the wow. right spot. So shot, yeah. Don't Shoot My Dog was one of them. And uh, A. Bailey and Dreaming um, were the other um, two that were able to um, to lock. Excuse me, Dreaming Trees is the other one. Um, so great job. The other the other um, four people. Hang on, wait. Have... Joe, just to clarify, you said they spotted it. So you said, just to clarify, you said they put it in the right spot. That's what it means? You got it. They spotted okay, it. Just, just it, making sure. Right yep. Gotcha. And um, the others that got that guessed it but not in the right spot were uh, Sweet Johnson, K. Lingo 90, Could Dean be. And Yankees DMB forty one. So uh, nice job, guys. You've been practicing your vowels and consonants this week, Joe. <laughs> Let's throw it over to Matt. Well done. All right, so <laughs> on to the Little Rock show. So you know, so could DMB nineteen eighty three kind of keep his pace? Was the question. Uh, he did not keep that. I mean, that was breakneck screaming pace of fifty six points. But he got a fourth place finish anyway with thirty eight points, which I do believe is still about triple or, you know, more than three of my top shows anyway. So 38, very respectable number. That's usually good enough to win you the show, quite honestly. Um, so that's nothing to shake a stick at. But the winner this time was was different. It went to Dave Crave, 41, and he ratcheted up uh, 44 points. And here's the impressive part. He did that without picking the opener or closer. An opener or closer will get you 10 points. That's, I mean, together, that's 20. That's a major, major jump because otherwise you have to hit five songs um, you have to pick five songs accurately to get just 10 points. Technically, so, technically, a closer is only six points, but if you spot the closer, then it's 10 points. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Yes, correct. So um, he did get uh, the same thing I've been picking all year and then missing when they finally play it is so much bridge, too much uh, Billy's. Not only did he get that, which would have netted him eight points on a, under a normal circumstance, spotted it. So that's six by Ooh. four. That's a 24-point song run right there. Pretty nice. Uh, not bad. And then he got 12 songs overall, too. So that uh, pretty robust uh, performance there by Dave Cray, 41. And he nets himself an Ants Tour 2016 bracelet. Uh-huh. So if you look on Periscope, I've got not him, but somebody else's uh, who won a little envelope here that we're going to be sending these out to the winners right now, of every show. Now I have that guy's address. Thanks for showing There you go. I don't, think they can, <laughs> I don't think they can see him. I hope not. But if you can, go ahead and send him your finest presents and gifts yes and well wishes so we got a we we had a seek up was the opener right so i don't believe it's opened yet this tour it's been mid-set nope. so uh, you have any kind of uh idea how many people pick this as an opener 
That would have been ballsy to pick that. 29. Pretty significant number. Huh. You know, about 5% of the of the, of the the base, the player base, which is pretty good. And here's what really stunned me. All Along the Watchtower made its de- tour debut this show. How many people picked it as the closer? Probably not a lot. 101. Wow. I can't believe that. People knew it was coming, I guess. I I don't know if it was sound checked or I don't I don't believe that kind of information was out there, but that's a that's a pretty bold pick and I mean years past it wouldn't be any kind of you know gutsy call, but it hasn't been played that this year, so who knows? I mean two step hasn't been played this year. I've been picking that, but I finally given up as well. Yep. So we had uh, as opposed to four shows getting opener and closer last show, uh, Little Rock saw seven people get opener and closer. And I think that's even a, a more impressive feat, given the fact that Seacup hasn't opened yet and Watchtower hasn't even been played up to this point. So that's that's pretty good. And um, two different people got the most amount of picks. J.D. Coons, uh, who finished second, um, got 15 songs and Scoobs won for four. Uh, Scoobs did it with the least amount of guesses. Um, so he he had 20 songs picked. J.D. Coons had 21 so Scoobs has a, a slightly better ratio, but that's just kind of anecdotal. We don't score anything based on that unless you go over in your picks and you get penalized. So don't do that because it hurts and it happened to me again. And then you feel shame. So yep. I, I do. I do. So idea of you, that long return from three weeks ago. <laughs> uh, that's By the way, that's my default long time ago. It's sarcastic. Time frame is three weeks. Um, did anybody call the return of idea of you? Now, it hasn't been played, and Joe said 100 shows, which is bogus. That's 92. <laughs> let's, let's, be, let's be honest here. Uh, did anybody call it, Jake? No. Nobody damn. would call. You're damn Nobody. wrong. 21 people did. Wow. 21. I don't know what's going on either. I think Dave's got Holy a big mackerel. mouth. He's got a big mouth. Uh, nobody spotted it, though. So it was a two-pointer for all 21 people. Um, but seven people just missed it by a hair. They uh, well, ten people did actually. Seven people called it the slot before. Three people called it the slot after. So uh, always interesting to look at it like that. So next up is Riverbend, Jake. It, it is indeed in in Cincinnati, Ohio, where Joe, of course, attended that show. Uh, the, the winner this week was a guy who does not uh, win very often this year. He's been very close though. But congratulations to Slate DMB. For winning, um, he had 42 points, and uh, he picked both the opener and the closer, which Matt just alluded to, uh, gets you a, a tremendous amount of points. And he got 11 songs, and three of them uh, were spotted, which, uh, according to Joe, means they were picked in the correct spots. Yes, that is what it, that is what that means, correct. It, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you were a Major League Baseball player and you picked one sweet world, you would be in the Hall of Fame probably because <laughs> about 33% of the people that played uh, actually picked one sweet world. 185 people got that one right. Uh, 28 uh, – yeah, really. Uh, 28 people went with Gray Street as the closer. Um, congratulations to you people that are realizing that Gray Street, Gray Street is closing a lot. Uh, five other people other than Slate DMB, our winner, of course, uh, got the opener and the closer correct. That's a Miller 82, Mini Flinny 34, a Goolsby 7, and Marching Nancys, and, of course, Eric Hartman. Or, <laughs> or E.R.I. Chartman. E- E.R.I. Chartman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I was trying to Joe M that name as much as I could, and I started laughing. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Most songs picked was actually 
14. Wow, that's a lot. 14 songs by three people. And that's uh, Enoch's 14. <sighs> Oliver Lapine? That's Olivier Lapine. Olivier Lapine. Olivier. Uh, Francais. Bon. And uh, Barrett underscore 23. But uh, Olivier Pini was able to do it in the least amount of guesses. And that was with only 21 picks. Pretty good. Interesting. I think twenty one is a good all. sweet spot because if you've gone over that, you can get burned real bad. It really, yeah. You got That's that's the key is you do not want to go over. That is the absolute worst. Most spots picked was actually four, and four people got it, and that was Paul G eighty three, Cryerson, uh, Sue Me D Ville seventeen. You struggle with we that. Had him I last noticed. Week. Yeah, some devil yeah. seventeen. Well, that could be the alternate pronunciation, of course, yes. <laughs> and uh, D. Leverich, they all got four spotted. And the big trend, of course, was the opener with one sweet, followed by and a lot of people got the Big Eyed Fish Bismarck spots. Mm, interesting. <clears throat> so the big return, well, the big return, obviously, was Pig. But the <laughs> other return was uh, Lionel Graves. And 148 people pick that That's people with more faith than me because i eventually well, bailed out riverbend 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 didn't get pig jake he, i think he I, I true but i think he was just talking overall like maybe a little facetious facetiously oh. I, I, was, I was trying for it apparently you're I welcome failed. jake it went over okay. my head <sighs> anyway inconceivable <laughs> drink uh and uh yes 148 people picked Lionar graves uh five people spotted it uh Hey, Paulie G again, 83. Um, I can't even read that far. My eyes. See what happens when you get old is you really can't see. Is that two T's? T.T. Kane? Okay. 15-year-old Dave Fanatic. I wonder how old that guy is. And uh, <laughs> AY0232. I wonder if he's going to change his name next year. And uh, Cole Parkey 41 also got that spotted. So good job there, kids. Nice. That pretty much wraps up Riverbend. What do you got for us, Joe, for Blossom? I am uh, reporting here from Blossom, Blossom, Cleveland. And uh, the story tonight here is... Uh, it's, not, have... uh, it's not Cleveland. It's not Cleveland. It's actually closer to Akron than Cleveland. It's Cuyahoga Falls. Correct. But Everybody it's, knows it's Cuyahoga Cleveland. Falls. It's not, it's, you know, we don't have to round up here. I'm just helping those that may not know. I live in Bothell, not Seattle. Yeah, but I don't know what Bothell is. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, most that's people don't true. know what Bothell is. That's true. There is no beautiful amphitheater here. But... But there, it's closer to Akron, is it? Is it not? It Bothell? is. It is. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> the Cleveland. Um, it is. Yeah. It's it's very much close to Akron and Canton area. So, but I don't still don't know that people know that. Um, so I just went with Cleveland. Um, but the story of the night here was um, Crash Into Me opened, which is a tricky one, and nobody got it. So it was definitely an unexpected opener. Um, and only five people actually picked the closer of Warehouse. So the opener and closer of Blossom, very unexpected. Nowhere near anywhere the typical picks. Um, and uh, the five people that got that, DMB Lucky 41, LOB 72, K-Gun 20, uh, Maddie Slayer, and uh, Suze231974. Um, none of which finished in the top 20. So um, tough, tough hmm. going. Um, but our winner was um, Luis Angelette. Uh, with 34 points mm. via 10 songs picked, um, five of those top 10 were actually spots, um, and um, also got the most spots than anybody else in the night. So nice job, Luis. Um, 
And all five of those spots were actually in a row, too, just to really take it to the next level. No bonus points for that, but it's just pretty kind of bragging rights. Got the Bismarck, so much to say. Anyone seen the bridge? Too much. Billy's five-song run, all spotted. Helped secure the win. Um, Came from behind on that, too, because that was at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. Only had eight points on the board until that point, and then nailed that guy just to really late game run to win it so nice job most some songs, people are closers you know yeah what, some people are closers. yeah don't it doesn't matter when you get the points as long as you get them most songs picked was 13 by two people um i'm not gonna get that one chogger chogger yeah and uh barrett <laughs> underscore 23 <laughs> did, did it with uh um two less picks um 23 guesses versus uh, barrett's uh 25 um and so one of the things from the night was stolen away um Stolen Away was longer than Pig, so I went with that. And um, do you think anybody could actually pick? I think people probably would have got Pig because, you know, it was rumored to be on the set list from the night before. But Stolen Away, that really wasn't. Do you think people knew Stolen Away was going to come? No. Yeah, that's a really tough one to do. Um, So I don't think anybody got it. But they did. Four people got it. Uh, Wow. Surprising, yes. They didn't spot it. But uh, A. Bailey, Ryan for MTSU, and Jill Maria 08, and... Dance Nance, Dance Neck, D A N C N A C for dancing dances, I assume. Um, we're able to pull it off. So that uh, that wraps up Blossom. So Matt, where do we stand with the overall standings? We have a new intercontinental champion right now. Ooh. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's extremely close. We've only got three points separating first and third place. So it doesn't really mean a whole lot at this point, but but it is significant at this point, um, a lot more significant than the return of Idea of You, by the way, that the heartbreak kid Tony B has been knocked from his typical perch. Wow. Uh, the king is not yet dead, but the king is on the ropes. Uh, first place has been taken over by Gray Street Ave. He came up from second. He's got 218 points. And second place is occupied by uh, Paddy Man 313 with 217, one point back. Paddy Man had a really strong showing out of the gates, kind of hung back a little bit and now is once again making a charge for the post and third place is occupied by our friend Heartbreak, the heartbreak kid himself tony b who's got 215 total points he however has picked uh the most songs correctly total out of anybody in the game with 94 so that goes to show how important spotting a song really is because those bonus points can really catapult you um so the heartbreak kid's still in it. Don't fret, but uh, he is not king of the castle right now. Mm. He might even be relegated to dirty rascal if he can't, you know, get this together. <laughs> I see um, what you did there. Ah, yes. Yeah. So, um, some double seventeen or so may Deville one seven. Uh, he still retains the title of spot call. He's got the most spots. He got ten more in this last week, and he leads Jeez. all comers with fourteen total. Phrasing. Uh, yes, and most closers picked um, is still still at kind of a neck and neck race. Four people are tied with three closers picked. Closers are tough because, um, well, they just are. I don't really. Know. I mean, are we talking closer and spotting Joe, or just the closer? Just the closer, no spot. Well, then they're not that hard. I don't know what's wrong with you people. <laughs> so, so, so as of now, the, the most openers. Well, I can picked. tell you, there's four people that got it, and Matt, you're not one of the four that are in the top running. <laughs> I'm having trouble closing the segment. <laughs> but yeah, so that's where we're at right now for the setlist game. Again, every winner, or not every winner, the winner of every show <laughs> gets a free uh, bracelet. So, um, if that doesn't give you incentive, I really don't know what to tell you. I mean, bragging rights right there should should be enough. But hey, on top of that, you get a little 
free something something in the mail. So that's awesome. So on to listener questions, Jake. We got a few this week. Again, thank you everybody for for sending us um, sending us questions. The best way to do it, we've got a number of ways, but the best way is to tweet at us and and include the hashtag Ants Podcast. We got a few uh, great ones this week. So Joe what, or Jake, why don't you kick it off? Okay, uh, Mark Sorensen uh, at uh, MVP. 814 asks uh, at Ants Marching, any chance for the DMB retrospective exhibit shows uh, shows up at the Gorge? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um, by the way, Free Dodo shirts are coming uh, this week again, not for free, but the, oh, they're going to say it on there. Shameless plug. Can I yes. interrupt too? Surely. I uh, saw a couple free dodo shirts uh, over over my touring schedule. Gave a couple oh, shout outs. Wow. All right. Wow. Yes. So like and, that. Um, and I co- and I talked to a couple people that are timing their free dodo shirt wear to a concert. So um, yeah, uh, see them in the wild. Very nice. Very very good. Yes, get your free dodo shirt while you can. Um, as far as the uh, DMV retrospective, talking about the the photo gallery and all that stuff, it was just unbelievable. I wish there were. I could say there was a way that it could be there in gorge i don't actually think it's possible i I really don't think that they could take all that get it out there set it up into a a display like they had in charlottesville or like they're going to have in new york um and and have it work so unfortunately i do not think that's going to happen if if they are i will volunteer to drive the uh the van to the gorge oh there you have it (laughs) (laughs) maybe we can make a little a little fun out of that but um, yes I doubt. It. I think it might even be set up in New York by this by the time the gorge happens because I know they're putting the gallery in New York. So probably. Yeah, I, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah, I got a question though. Um, Brad at Bikasachi says, "Ants marching. What venue do you think Dodo has the best chance of being freed at?" Hashtag mm. Ants podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Um, I think probably the best chance it has is probably C Mac, the Dave and Tim show, which ugh, I really. Don't want to count that. <laughs> I really want it to be the full band. Um, will you guys count it if it comes back at CMEC? It's coming back before that. Ooh. I would be really pissed off if it got played at CMEC and then that again. I know. Yeah. Me too. That, that's, what, like, that's what I'm fearing. Um, it, it's it, coming it, back full band. It's, it's going to make its first appearance as a DMB song. It's going like to it. happen. I hope so. Um but I think C-Mac, if you just got to go straight on Vegas odds, probably put it on C-Mac. Matt, you got a question? Yeah, Tyler Hensley at HensleyTyler44 asks, which studio album do you want to have every song on it played throughout the tour? Mm. Hashtag ends podcast, Free Dodo, and Joe M song series. So, Joe, your song series is missed, by the way. It'll come back. It'll be back. It'll be back. Um, so it's not my song series, by the way. Basically, this is just every song throughout the tour gets played from an album. Yes. Hmm. I mean, I'd have to go to my favorite album, which would be Before These Crowded Streets. Um, I don't know. Am I, am, I, am I looking at that question a little plainly? I would say that the album I want them to play all the way through is the Lily White Sessions. But we're not talking about all the way through. We're saying... No, but just play on the tour. I yeah. want to hear every song from the Lily White Sessions. But it's not an album. Mm, it mm. is to me. That's a tough call. Yeah, I would say BTCS if you if you if you held it to me. Yeah. All right, uh, Jake. What do you got, Joe? Yeah, I think you're up, Jake. Yeah, but I was going to see what album he wanted. Oh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Mark gets it. Boa34, my good friend Larry, Larry Boa. Boa. I met Mark at the uh, Ants party, by the way. Super nice guy. Uh, you didn't blow him off? No. Yeah, no you didn't I, blow him off like Sarah? I, I only blow off mods, apparently. So, <laughs> yes, still feel terrible about that guy. It's so bad. And she's got a free dodo shirt. Oh, we'll never let you forget it either. I know. Oh, God, it's just the worst. Anyway, uh, my good friend Mark uh, asked uh, at Ants Marching, what, um, what a great start to the tour, in my opinion. Does this start make any of you want to add another show? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo. Uh, I'm assuming he's referring to the three of us. I mean, well, I don't think it's possible Joe could add more shows, but um, <laughs> it certainly does for me. And I think it certainly does for just the standard fan. I mean, when you see a start like this, you're like, okay, <laughs> I need to add a couple shows. This is crazy. I would agree. This has been a great, great start. And and I think probably the biggest thing is what kind of talking about and hitting at before is just because the show before they play it really good or they play a song that you want, like Seek Up, doesn't mean that it's not going to be played the next night. And we saw that here and they've been keeping keeping it mixed up. So I think that's really promising when there isn't the the hangover from from really good shows. That makes it really, really promising. Um, my question? Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. David Kelly um, at David Kelly and B says, um, "Ants marching. Why does the band cut encores short like they did in Riverbend this year? Do you have theories?" Hashtag Free Dodo. Hashtag yes. Ants Podcast. Um, I mean, there's there's a number of things that can come up. Um, it, I don't think normally it's pretty rare that they cut the show early for you know things that are you know in their control. Um, a lot of times, you know, it's because they've hit a curfew and they have to get off the stage at a certain time because of because of local laws, because of you know um, public safety, all that kind of stuff. Um, that's some, you know, if there's a big rain, big thunderstorm with lightning coming, sometimes that'll cut a show short. But you know, Riverbend was just a curfew earlier in the tour. Um, what was it? Uh, Woodlands, I think, was you know again curfew. Um, that's usually the biggest thing. Um, it's pretty rare that the band cuts a show short unless there's some pretty serious stuff happening that's in their control. Like so, wind. Yeah, wind, yep, at the Gorge was a good example too, yeah. I mean, I think the only time that the band has cut it short when it was something in their control is, you know, there was the Colorado event, um, the scare there, um, the scare in in, um, in Seaville. Um, I, I think the Parish, uh, you know, the... Um, the Dublin show, this past Dublin show in Europe, I think they cut a little bit short because of the uh, Paris tragedies um, at a con- you know at a concert uh, venue at that same night. So um, th- there's a few times that they'll do that, but those are the those are the extremes. Most of the time, it's just just curfew and um, and nothing more. Don't 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 take it the wrong way if they have to to cut it short. They're not doing it on purpose. Peterberg at PB44 asks, and they actually directed this at me on Twitter, but uh, Matt, any chance for a stat that shows the points per game played with a minimum number of games played type deal? Sorry for overthinking things. Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Fredodo. Uh, Peter, do not apologize. I appreciate the the feature request for DMB Hub, which I'm assuming you're asking about. Um, that is just a matter of statistics, and uh, it will be coming in a future version of DMB Hub. So you'll be able to sort the standings for the setlist game on a per show and overall basis based on more than just total points. We'll be able to sort on average points, openers and um, closers as well. So uh, stand by that will be coming. And thanks for asking. And thanks for thinking of things that you want to see in the app, because that's the kind of stuff that, that feeds us to add more features. So if you want to see something, it can't hurt to ask. 
And for what it's worth, Peter, that that feature is available on the website. We do keep a top ranking of the points per game who has the highest ratio. That doesn't kick in unless you've played 10 games. And so far, we haven't had 10 10 shows yet in the season. So there is no um, top points per um, game winner yet. But once we hit... You know, show 11, uh, we'll start covering that. And, and usually that gets bigger into a little bit later in the tour because early on the tour, it's usually matches up pretty close to the um, to the top list, top uh, the top points leaders. But um, come late in the tour, we, we might see somebody that has a, a better second half of the tour. Jake? Marco Aguisi, uh, at Marco Aguisi, I think I butchered his name last week, so I wanted to take another shot at it, asked uh, at Ants Marshall, what is your relationship like with DMB Almanac? You guys ever work with them together? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Joe M's Liberation Series. Oh, it's spreading. Yes. What is, what is love that. I don't even know what that one is. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to uh, go with this question, because we have talked about this before. We love the Almanac. We're, we're tight with them. Um, Dan is great. Rob is great. Talk with them a lot about uh, stuff. Uh, they find shows. Um, we, they communicate with us. We're big fans of theirs. But this has come up between uh, Matt and Joe and I this week. And, and it's just an arbitrary thing that drives me nuts. And the only thing I can't stand <laughs> about the Almanac is the liberation thing. And we had heated internal discussions about this. And my big problem with it is that the thousand day mark is completely arbitrary. A, a thousand days is two years and seven months and a couple days. And I don't think that's a fair enough number just because it's four digits to determine what's rare and what's not. And this sort of rolls back into the idea of you discussion we had earlier. And I, Other than I that, think, I love them. I, I think any number is going to be arbitrary. <laughs> you have to draw. You have to draw the line somewhere. That's the case. However, sure. I think calendar days is to pick shows because right. let's say they play three shows a year. That's it. That mean you know you know what I mean. That's not that. That means that it could be nine shows since they last played the song, but it's still liberated because it's been a thousand days. So pick the show. I would I would argue go shows. What now? What that line show, is? I don't know. Make, shows is harder to do. So harder to implement shows because yeah, like, but, do you only count DMB shows? Do you count you know Stefan shows? Do you count you know Dave and Tim or uh, you, Dave you can solo make? Shows? I don't think it's that much harder to do. Yes, it brings more questions up. But even a hundred, a thousand days, does that count band or does it overall performances? What do you mean? See, that, it doesn't no, matter who thing, plays man. it. It does. You know, I mean, anybody, any. Well, anybody. then whether it's days or shows, it doesn't matter. That full, they're well, already. Full band. I guess full band is really what we're focused. Okay, so on. let's but think. Yeah. Let's let's narrow down to that. I think days is is a non-relative m- measuring stick. It should be, it should be um, uh, show dates. I believe. And, and in their defense, they list show dates and <clears throat> excuse me and days. But the the thing that that most people uh, identify with is is the days. And, and the problem with this, again, is that literally Dave Matthews Band plays two Sundays a year. That's it. So there's 50 days right there that are completely el- eliminated from yep. the count. On top of that, and, they take next year off. Does that add 365 days? And the answer is yes, and the answer is that's silly because they're it, not playing any shows. It, exactly. So that's why I, I think they're, they're, the better metric is to measure it, like you said, Matt, by shows. So what that what that what that and again the, the fun part about that is I, I we're in modern times now so we can really guide to what they do but if you say a hundred shows that means a song typically a, a song technically could have been liberated twice in the same year back in 94 <laughs> right 
because they played 240 shows or whatever it was. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, basically there's, you know, you can decide whatever you want to say is a liberation. What's not a liberation. Um, I don't know if we, uh, the, the three people talking now have even figured out what, what we consider to be the right number. Um, especially with the idea of you debate. So, uh, you know, it's nothing, like I said, it's nothing against them. It's just something that to me just feels so arbitrary. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. Uh, okay. J.M. Sheppy, and I will pronounce your name properly again. Yeah. You're welcome again, J.M. Sheppy 41. Are the boys tired? And will the eventual what album album <laughs> be TMB's last? Why and why not? And you're really getting J.M. I mean, your your Twitter game is strong. There's like three, three, three and a half questions there. Um, hashtag ends podcast. Hashtag free dodo. Hashtag what album? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't I don't think they're tired. No, I don't. And from you you hear rumblings from people who are close to the band every year and and word on the street is they're they're as energetic as they've been and and as sharp as they've been out of the gates here of this tour so that that kind of scratches the are the boys tired will the eventual what album be dmb's last i think every subsequent every every album that comes out from here on out has got to be you know you got to look at it through that lens you don't know they bought put nine studio albums out something like that um and why and why not you tell me. Yeah, it's just the the band's not really a what a, album. A, yeah, <laughs> they're not a they're not an album band. That's not the priority, and I, I don't think you should read too much into and yet, that. And yet, I love, I love, their, I look forward to their studio albums. No, yeah, exactly. It's like a little bonus, a little extra. Oh, not me. I I. It's not that I don't like them live. Obviously, it's not that I don't listen to them live. But the production that a, that a studio album affords. Um, and especially going back to their first three, I can listen to those over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm an album guy. That's me, I, I suppose. Uh, hey Berto at Hey Berto um, says, Ants Marching, so do you guys need us to punch Joe's frequent concert goer card at shows? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Hashtag Free Dodo. Or his face. Hashtag in Charlotte, <laughs> damn it. Um, Jake, why are we answering this question? <laughs> I, I just thought that that just flowed into you and all the shows you go to. Um, do you need something like that? Would you like something like maybe a shirt that says like, hi, I'm Joe M. I mean, I mean, everybody pretty much knows you anyway. Free Joe. I feel, like, I, I feel like if they put you up on stage with Dave standing there, somebody would turn to somebody next to him and go, Hey, who's that guy with Joe M. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's pretty good. No, I, I, I don't need any more. I don't need any of whatever you're talking about. But yeah, come by the ta- come by any of the tailgates. I love seeing. I love meeting people and saying hi. Yes, Joe. If you are sitting there wearing an ant shirt of any sort and you get a high five from someone, there's a ninety percent chance it was Joe. Especially if he has his shirt <laughs> off. That is that is really the telltale sign. <laughs> that, that, that that truly is. Uh, Amber Rose Knight at Amber Rose asks, Hey. At Ants Marching, who or what determines which shows become a live tracks? Hashtag Ants Podcast, hashtag Free Dodo, hashtag DMB25, hashtag Free Penis. Um, I've never actually said hashtag Free Penis before, so maybe I should pre read these a little bit, but um, maybe I'm mispronouncing that. Maybe it's um, Free Pen is Mightier. Yes. Um, oh, do you have the story time? No. Oh. You don't have it? No. What? You don't have it? You don't have the story time queued up? Oh, do I have the story time queued up? Yeah, but now that you've called for it, it's over. 
Oh, oh can't do that. Uh, you can't do that. The, we'll, we'll find the right time. The yeah. pen, pen is mightier is a famous story that yes. happened. Celebrity because, Jeopardy. No, no, no. But that's not where it originated. It originated on ESPN. What happened was a graphic ran on the screen. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to grab your warm milk, the Afghan on the couch, and curl up next to the fire for another episode of Storytime with Grandpa Jake. I always like to I always like to add the scoring. <laughs> I like to add that part. And Muggsy's out, by the way. He's out cold. <laughs> Figures. Yep. Pen is mightier originated. The whole thing originated from something that happened at ESPN. ESPN's old graphic style was to put all the letters together and then you would highlight certain words in bold and certain words not in bold to separate the words. Instead of spacebar, right. Correct. This was done in graphics, and there's a thing called kerning and all this other technical stuff that really doesn't matter. Uh, however, most of the graphics were two words that was done like this. A graphic about the bullpen of a certain baseball team appeared one night, so the graphic read, pen is mightier. The first word pen was highlighted. Then you had that is and stuck in there in the middle. Oh, so they no. decided to highlight the both of the first two words. So it highlighted penis mightier. <laughs> that is where that originated from. And the graphics operator who created that graphic that ran on SportsCenter that night uh, was the woman that I eventually married. So no there way. You really? Yes. Yes. I didn't Trace, know that. Oh, I Tracy thought it was Oberman. No. <laughs> she she, she built that married. graphic, and it ran on SportsCenter. And the second it popped up on screen, the uh, the CP, coordinating producer, came over the little loudspeaker and pressed the button for everybody to hear. It said, um, why does it say penis on the screen right now? <laughs> the, the, that, that deserves another moment. one. That was awesome. It, yes. A romantic story that, time. Yeah, is that the it's moment that you realized that, um, that, the app- that, you, that you wanted to marry her? I said, I said, I must have her. <laughs> <laughs> Any wow. woman that can write penis on national TV. I didn't know that. That is absolute true either. story. Ab- absolute 100% true story that the that whole thing originated with my wife. Hmm. Yes. The, wow. uh, I, I, I even know who the, uh, the PA was who... Um, who put that in there. I'm not going to mention his name for obvious reasons, but um, yes, it is a true story. So there you go. Anyway, um, as far as uh, the live tracks goes back to your question, uh, they haven't really said what it is um, outside of the fact that they let us ants marching pick a show way back, uh, which was live track 16, which was awesome. Um, but whatever it is, it's actually been working really well because the last few have been, Really, really good. And sources close to me have told me that Live Tracks 38 is coming soon. So sweet. keep your sweet, sweet, sweet ears peeled for that. And I'm told it's very, very good. And a DMB Live is also coming at the same time. Ah. So uh, Dylan Brown Music at Dylan Brown Music asks, Ants, what is the worst encore you've ever seen? Hashtag Ants Podcast. And I see that Jake pointed this at me. <laughs> and it's been about three shows since i've talked about this <laughs> so it's about as as appropriate as ever it was the hearkening back to the winter 2002 tour i i've got this pretty much down pat wait uh, wait you don't have a song there's no song just anger um <laughs> it was coming off the heels of the night two madison square garden show in which james brown himself showed up 
um, and played Sex Machine, which and then the encore was Halloween and, and Into Ants Marching. They played, they teased the Dreaming Tree. They played Seek Up Mid Set. Uh, they played Fool to Think, Pig. They opened with Driving. It was just a killer show. It was an insane show, and they had one more to go for the tour in Washington D.C. at the MCI Center. And my cousin and I, Brian, said, we got to go. We got to go. And I was still in New York at the time, so it was a six-hour drive. It's doable. So we drove down there, planned on seeing the show, having a great time, getting back in the car, heading up. And it was a turd burger. Um, <laughs> just really low energy. The encore was Christmas song. And then we're like, okay, here we go. Here comes something. And it was friggin' two-step. And I know it doesn't sound all that awful, but when you – when you were following the community back then, the energy around that that MSG show and then what's to come was just the expectations were so ridiculously high. And so they started playing two-step, and Brian and I just looked at each other and shrugged our shoulders and said, let's get the hell out of here. So we like kind of book it out of the venue because we want to beat traffic. And there's still, that two-step's going to be 12 minutes, so we're good. We get out of there. We're running to the car. We get in the car, which is right down the street from the venue, so we can see the parking garage underneath the venue, the entrance. And as we're getting into the car, the band's buses were pulling out. I don't know if the band played a four-minute version of Two-Step or what, but they beat us out of the venue. So they wanted to peel ass out of there even faster than we did. Um, That was the worst encore I've ever seen, bar none. Just out of curiosity, um, do you recall the West Palm Beach 2012 show that both you and Joe M. and I saw? West Palm Beach 2012, night one or night two? Night th- two. Thank you. This is the thank you, yes. Yeah. Oh. I just I mentioned that because I remember we were sitting there, we all turned and said, like, basically that's, at the same time, that's it. Oh my God, they have like 17 minutes to go. Yep. We're so going to get Halloween right now. Yep. And that and, was bad. They had can't stop at that show, too. Yeah. God, that was just, ugh. yeah, that was a. That was not what we were looking for. It was just it was just one of those things, but it was very, very hot that day. I remember that, that Dave probably sweated through seven shirts. Yeah. I mean it, it was it was really bad. So I just I, that one kinda of stuck out. I, ahead, I still I still put the the Bryce Jordan Center, the 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 Penn State one um uh, up there, which is that two thousand? That was two thousand two. Uh, 2002 the encore was funny how time slips away which sounds cool now but they were dave was playing it all the time back then and uh the space between and the last song i did it you did it yes i did it so space you were between, at that show I, space between i did it um being rough wait jake, you were at that show jake why do you ask so many questions I didn't know that. If you want to I ask forgot. a question, include hashtag Ants Podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or, or get out of here. <laughs> I, I just did, I did not here. realize that. I apologize. How about <laughs> uh, I got one more and uh, see if you guys have any other ones. Um, uh, DMB Mike 40 at DMB Mike 40 says Ants Marching. Will two night stands get repeats of the new songs? Hashtag Ants Podcast. Pronunciation is D space M space B comma Mike. Four zero. <laughs> so you actually mispronounced it. That's awesome. Mike, thank you. <laughs> oh, what did I say? You said Mike 40. Oh, darn. I did mispronounce it then. That's why I put that question in. I don't even care what <laughs> That's great. He, he, he mistyped his pronunciation. <laughs> no, maybe that's how, it, that's how you pronounce it, and I just said it wrong. Nah. Um, but uh, good question. Um, you know, what's interesting is – this tour does not get a um, 
does not get a two night stand till Camden, which is you know I don't even know what show that is into the series. It's, the smelly ones, but I mean that it's a good. 20, 20 shows in, I want to say, or just below, oh, yeah. Yeah. of all one-night stands until we get to the first um, two-night stand. So should be interesting, Camden. Here, I guess what I was thinking was, you know, that they were going to rotate the new song, the three new songs, and the two the two main ones from last year, um, Virginia in the Rain and um, Death on the High Seas. I thought they would play three of those five at every show. So that ha- that hasn't happened now that they've played... You know, Riverbend didn't see that 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 theme continue. So, you know, I would say it's probably pretty likely, though, if we take past history into account, that um, that the new songs could see repeats between nights. You guys have any takes? I, I actually kind of agree with every single thing you said, which is like the first time ever. Nice. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go there. Cool. One more question. That's from Lydia at uh, Lid United. Uh, asked hashtag Ants Podcast. How do you get the official set list so fast after the show? Referring, of course, to uh, our Twitter feed when um, usually we have a copy of the set list up there on Twitter almost immediately after the show happens. Uh, Lydia, don't you worry about it, baby. It's oh, all good. He, at the same podcast that he serenades his wife with a, a, a heartwarming story, he throws baby at one of our commenters. Jeez, I, I was gonna Jake. go. I was gonna go toots, but I just Vigliotti means be. ladies' man in a very perverse version of Italian. <laughs> hey, it Joe, actually let, means William Helmet, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I wanted to ask a side question here, Joe. How do you? I'm going to spell something for you. I want you to pronounce no, it for me. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not playing this game. M a l i s z e s k i. How do you pronounce that? Joe M. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Siri got Siri got your name right to like, like absolutely correct pronunciation, and it still calls me Matt yet, or <laughs> or calling Mom yet, and and I and I tell her Siri, you're pronouncing my name wrong. Okay, how do you say your first name? Matt. Is this right? Yes. How do you say your last name? Yeti. Yet or yet a? <laughs> I go no Yeti. Yet or yet a? Never mind, Siri. <laughs> but both of you, two, no problem at all. Because yeah. Siri likes us, and just Siri doesn't like you. Siri must hate the French. I think. I think. I think Siri likes is is the person tweeting at us all the time about the uh, Android stuff. <laughs> <laughs> When's DMB Hub coming to Android? Siri, Siri, come on, just be quiet. What's coming up next week, guys? We have uh, we have four more shows coming up, Joe, and Ooh. you're going to five of them. <laughs> Six. Well, we're we're, we're over um, Memorial Weekend, so it's a big uh, DMV travel weekend. I know a lot of people hit the roads for the extended weekend, try to catch a couple shows. So that's we got that coming up. Got a couple shows during the week, and then we got a three show run over the Memorial Weekend. Three show, three city run. Yeah, which is Charlotte, North Carolina on Friday, Atlanta, Georgia on. Saturday and uh, right outside St. Louis, Missouri, on Sunday, and yeah, then of and course uh, Oak Mountain and Pelham, which is right outside Birmingham, on Wednesday. And quick little, not to get too di- deep into it, but quick little props to the band for not not getting on the fad of um, canceling shows for uh, North Carolina and still playing the show. Now, if they want to say something at the show for their own point, go right ahead. That's fine. Go right ahead. But um, the fact that they haven't 
done the dumb thing and canceled the show is uh, kudos to them. Yep. yep. It, it, exactly. Do whatever. Still you hasn't want ha- there. Still, the show still hasn't happened yet. But yeah. well, yeah. But, yeah I mean, hopefully, if, if they canceled it now, that'd be a, a pretty dick move. Yeah. Like Pearl Jam yeah. and Bruce Springsteen did. <laughs> yeah. But still played in Egypt and China and Russia and everywhere else where beheading people because they don't agree with you is cool. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna have a tough one, guys. What are we gonna do? There's gonna be a show going on on Sunday. Ooh. Ooh. So people are gonna be jumping <laughs> between the Hub app and Periscope. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got yeah, or at the show. <clears throat> I'm like <clears throat> me. <clears throat> oh, well, they'll cancel the show. <laughs> I mean, come on. We'll just I'll just pot from the show. No, I I, I actually lo- I like um, the St. Louis venue, but um, I don't think I'm gonna I don't think I'm gonna attend. So um, we can maybe do a uh, do a, a podcast during the show, or um, maybe we do it after. We'll have to decide. Maybe Monday. We'll play it by ear. Monday's a holiday anyway, so maybe keep it's a good yeah. Day. Keep an maybe eye on keep an eye on the twit. We'll fi- we'll find there. We'll we'll, ha- we'll let you know. Well, a lot of a lot of calls for Monday on the Periscope. Yeah. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. Monday. Well, I think that's good. Anymore, I think that's about it. We got we got a lot in the bag there. That was a fun one. Yeah, thank you for all the questions. Sorry if we didn't get to your question. Please keep sending them. We're trying to make them better so you make the cut. But uh, thank you guys all for the questions. (laughs) Yes. Awesome, awesome. Thanks again for listening to yet another episode. We will be back at you next week, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy the shows. Uh, Grab DMB Hub for free on the the iOS. Sorry, Android. iOS App Store. And, (laughs) uh, yeah, stick with us. Uh, We'll be back next week. Take care, y'all. Thanks for listening to the AntsMarching.org podcast. Visit AntsMarching.org and be part of the largest DMB community on the Internet. Show downloads, tour central, personal show stats and set list game, and so much more. AntsMarching.org, the best stop for all things DMB. DMB.